Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? It's another Tuesday, and I thought I started to hear a little feedback in the background. Maybe that was you, Gordon, wasn't me. Yeah, it was my phone. I do apologize. That's all right. We are back on YouTube as we speak right now. And I, Facebook? I, that's, I'm sorry, and Facebook. <laughs> I'm actually on Facebook right now. Gordon, you may want to hit up YouTube and manage the chat there. I'll manage the chat on Facebook. And yeah, we'll just... I tell you, the chat thing on YouTube is kind of weird because a lot of times it doesn't show anything. Yeah, it's not like in real, real time. Well, I'll say live chat and I'm the only one in the room. Turn your microphone All up a little bit visible. because you turned it down last time because we had a guest on. So turn that up just a smidget, not to be confused with a midget. <laughs> or an ugga dugga. Oh, Jesus. He did it again. Caused trouble. Hurt what? someone's people. What did I say? Yeah, That's absolutely wrong there. I yes, troublesome people are often people in trouble. They may be oh. mentally ill. Find out how you can help. Write Better Mental Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Gonna say Ugga Dugga is not problematic. Hi, my name is Tom McDonald. Welcome to the show. If you are easily offended, then you probably should go. Welcome to all the new subscribers on YouTube. Our YouTube channel has blown up exponentially over the last week and a half. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy long-form content as much as you do short format content um you know people talk about people always talking about me but they don't know what anyhow people always kind of ragging on tiktok but it's kind of like remember when facebook blew up and everybody's on myspace and everybody's ragging on um facebook mm-hmm. and then everybody made the transition well tiktok uh, i see it did it again tiktok has hit the marketplace so bad that after um, the fine people over Meta, after Zuckerberg was having a meeting about the two billion, two hundred billion dollars they lost in their stock, he yeah, but their stock's still over two hundred dollars a share. He basically sent a message out to his programmers saying, "Focus on short for, uh, videos. Focus on the video format. Get reels up and going. I.e., compete with TikTok." Well, doesn't that ever never does that ever really work out for anybody when they try to? pivot to no. keep up with the newest and latest and greatest fad no but who's running scared is the people who held the corner of the market on video formats for the last decade i would say mm-hmm. there's been people who's tried like youtube and then rumbles out there now but you has held the corner the market on the industry technology of uploaded and streaming video <laughs> Even though, interestingly enough, they were kind of late to the game on the stream, uh, live stream format, but they offer that as well now, too. But because so many people are getting their video consumption through TikTok, and like we said, Instagram and Facebook's trying to compete by pressing, pushing reels, which is funny when you go on there. Most reels are just people's re-uploaded TikToks. And, um, but YouTube is pushing their shorts hard. I upload content to YouTube twice a week during the summer times three times a week depending on the fishing and we would slowly build and slowly build and then facebook i mean youtube start pushing these shorts pushing these shorts they push them out on the news feed out on the trending you know and so i just kind of did jokingly what i said people are doing on instagram which is i'm just reposting my tiktoks and i've gotten like we've got like 250 subscribers over the last week just from posting my shorts i got one stupid video up there, I think, is at 32,000 views over the last two weeks. And so I don't think it's so much that the content's that great. I just think that YouTube is kind of like doing everybody else, and they're just putting, you know, they're putting all their eggs in the short video basket. And so they're pushing out your videos onto people's timelines more than they are your long form stuff. And so, with all that being said, I don't know if the short format video, audio video people, watch long-term live streams but for those of you who are new to youtube if you're tuning into the show for the first time welcome and i hope you're having a, a good time Ugadugas are a unit of measurement according to morgan long and i say it's actually a unit of torque it's it's when you go to wrench on something you got a ugga right 
Or right. if you're bending a box offset, it's just an UGA. <clears throat> what is the exact unit of measurement? Is it a half a crank, a quarter of a crank? Is it with or without leverage? Do you need a pry bar to get the official UGA? I think the UGA Dugga is at least a, a, a um, <clears throat> at least a, a socket, you know, a, or maybe even a breaker bar on it. You know. I got you. Speaking of technology, um, little update on the last few episodes where we've been talking about NFTs and that house in Florida, which we're confused on how a house can be an NFT because we're old white dudes and we don't know all this stuff. And NFTs were originally basically a way to purchase original digital format of something. Speak for yourself. I don't have as many grays. Like the first tweet from the guy who created Twitter or, you know, somebody who owns the original format of some famous GIF or a meme and then things start coming down the pipeline and now they're basically digitizing a a deed to a house and selling the house as an NFT, which, by the way, I saw that house. It basically looks like a Ohio ranch house. It's definitely not worth the money they paid for it. Completely overinflated the price because it has the NFT strapped to it. And I bring this up because you mentioned that well, two things you mentioned in the COVID episode of South Park are talking about how NFTs are a pyramid scheme. And I guess they did a whole half an episode on how NFTs have just flooded the market and they're just garbage. I didn't see that. But um, but you were basically, we we're kind of talking about has NFTs jumped the shark? They're no longer what they meant to be in such a short period of time. Well, I came across this article over the week. It says, NFT marketplace halts transactions due to rampant counterfeiting. Imagine that. Cent, C-E-N-T, is an American NFT marketplace best known for hosting an auction of an NFT from former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's very first tweet, as we just talked about. One of the earliest NFTs to sell for over a million dollars worth of cryptocurrency. Cent has now had it halt, Cent has now had to halt most transactions taking place there with its CEO Cameron Heise, I can't even morning try telling record uh, Reuters that um, users trying to sell counterfeit digital assets were rampant. Well, what exactly is a counterfeit digital asset? Um, it kept happening, he said. We would ban offering offending accounts. My 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 microphone sounds like it's crackling for some reason. Maybe it's just my headphones. On this end, it sounds fine. But it was like we're playing a game of whack-a-mole. Every time we'd ban one, another one would come up, or three more would come up almost immediately. Users of Scent were selling NFTs based on images they did not own the rights to, and then, or even selling copies of NF, other NFTs. Um, basically, they're taking screenshots, <laughs> downloading photos, and all that stuff. While CERT has 150,000 users, the same problem has been happening over at other NFT outfitters and marketplaces like OpenSea, which currently is the largest NFT marketplace in the world. OpenSea recently put place a 50-item limit on its tools for free minting of NFTs since, as was explained on Twitter, over 80% of the items created with this tool were uh, plagiarized works, fake collections, and or spam. OpenSea... OpenSea moved to limit against after complaints from users. Uh, summing up the current state of NFTs, we realize that there are a lot of it's just money chasing money, or is it or is a catcher phrasing of idle game marketplace. I like the uh, hypothesis that some people are putting out that it's just a giant money laundering scheme. Oh, absolutely! And then, I, you know, the challenge and the gauntlets thrown out there for crypto to create. I'm sure there's some hackers out there trying to find a way to create phony crypto too the maybe thing, a little tougher putt but i'm sure there's some some people working on it now are all crypto created equal i still don't understand the mining it's based on For, and 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 i'm speaking out of mostly ignorance here um when the first came mathematical out, problems and yes when it first came out i was talking to our stepbrother who was an insane level computer programming freaking one of those cats and he was explaining he got in early on crypto farming and as it was explained to me the whole thing started i guess two engineers were big train collectors engineer computer engineer not train engineers and i guess one of them lived in japan and one of them lived in europe and or even china and something had to do with 
sales tax and this and that, that they created cryptocurrency. And it has to do with when you're data mining, at least the original Bitcoin version was, as you said, I guess they're mining, trying to solve super, super next to impossible math equations. Yes. How that math equation equals to a value of currency but I guess you can't say that because we're not on the gold standard and our money basically doesn't represent anything of value other than debt. Actually, I heard, let's stop right there. I heard an interesting story about this. I uh, forget who um, Joe Rogan was talking to, but uh, you see, he, he actually has an interesting theory that back in the 70s and maybe even earlier when uh, we were working with uh, getting oil from yes. uh, Saudi Arabia yes, that, that they made them go to the United States dollar. And that's actually kind of, in a way, our our standard. It's, it's still a commodity. It's not gold. It's oil. Yeah, I guess at some point every once in a while when OPEC <clears throat> gets pissed at us, they threaten to no longer trade or back oil in American currency. They threaten to go to other currencies which would then basically lose our value. Because as you just said, some people say our value comes from debt, but apparently it's really wrapped up in that is the official trade value that oil deals in, I guess. I don't know. Way yeah, above it's all my above pay grade. Me, man. I, I, it's, it's hard to know even what's true. So. Half air impact. How many times the wrench hits the limit? Morgan Long's still going about your unit of measurement. Well, I've never seen it used for an, an impact wrench, but I've always seen it as an effort to turn something. I got gotcha. you. Tighten down that bolt. That, okay, okay, we're good. Um, did you watch the Super Bowl being a natural born Covington Covingtonian? What is a natural born Covington called? Born in Cus Covington, but grew up in. Boone County. But being from Boone County and even Columbus, you know, Cincinnati Reds. I did watch the game. Yes. And the Bengals were our mm -hmm. teams of birth. I wouldn't say our teams of choice, but our teams of birth. And I was talking on a TikTok live stream a few days ago that I remember when we lived in Florence and the Reds weren't doing good at all, that um, we would get free Reds tickets at the elementary school for uh, – perfect attendance or whatever. I remember when we got, I got a pack once or twice and that's when we'd go to the Reds games. And I think I remember I went to a Cincinnati Bengals game with dad, maybe once or twice, but you know, they had a long run and long drought. I mean, the Reds were good in the late seventies with the big red machine, but you know, when they, we were growing they had a run in the nineties too, but, um, the Bengals eighties, the bungles as we so passionately called them, Surprised everybody with a trip to the Super Bowl, and I—I'm not a football guy. Um, I did turn it on, but I found myself editing video through most of it. But I had it did on. You at least watch the commercials. I tried to, but there wasn't anything that really stood out to me. Um, you know, just back to the game real quick. I watched a halftime show. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. They, they played it safe with Eminem's safest song, didn't they? Well, it's curious. Like, he only did one song like because he only had one song that was suitable for radio play unless you want to come off his last couple albums. I mean, they even censored him. I knew he was coming out when he said, don't forget about motherfucking Dre. Yeah. You know, I knew that part he was, he was coming in. But, uh, yeah, the only one I didn't know was Kendrick Lamar. No. I had to kind of look that up. I was like, who's that short fucker up there? Well, the funny thing is, is didn't care about his rapping. When we get old, we talk about how new kids' music sucked, and our parents talk about how our music sucked, and their parents talked about so on and so forth. And there is some truth to that. I mean, there's that never-ending cycle. But but well, well, to be fair, well, well, we've talked about it before, and there is some truth to it because back in the day, like back, back, back in the day, like freaking 1700s, if you wanted to play music, you had to learn how to play. A, two-string uke and some weird instruments from the Middle East, Middle Ages, and you had to learn how to read music, and that's kind of when they started developing music. And then as time went by in the 30s and 40s, if you wanted to play in a band, you had to be in an orchestra. You had to learn how to read music and play an instrument. Get into swing. And then rock and uh, rock music came out, and, you know, with Elvis and um, even before Elvis, um, my dingling old Chuck Berry and people for him, they started changing up the way music plays and and so you could say well that music was a little bit easier to 
know how to play than the stuff from the being a, playing trumpet and all that. And then, of course, the seventies and eighties come along, and then we get power chords, <laughs> which takes a little. Well, bit or watered down synth music. Watered down. Well, the eighties you get watered down synth music on the heavy metal side. You got power chords. Um, if you actually know how to read music, you're propped up and talked a lot about. So a lot of people in bands can't physically read music. They just play the notes. I'm not talking down. I'm just saying through the progression. And to fast forward to now where you don't even have to not play an instrument. You just got to have a sense of time and a skills of the computer. Well, I will say this about the 90s. I think we had the biggest variety of music out there. Mm-hmm. If, the it was, scroll if, nut if it zippers. could exist, it did exist. Yeah, you had the scroll nut zippers playing that 40 swing music. You had the punk. You had the grunge you had the rock you had the folk music all the way around hip-hop you know but you name it kind of what i'm getting to is the the um i think the super bowl unintentionally proved the point that in the hip-hop rap genre because if you notice they said hip-hop and rap mm-hmm. the quality of music from a kendrick lamar and modern day rap or hip-hop compared to the stuff from the 90s and early 2000s is i mean just the quality of lyrical content the quality of the music Stupid auto tuning still going on. It was like you almost got a nosebleed going from uh, 50 Cent, Dr. Dre, and even Ma- uh, Macy Gray. Where if that was that Macy Gray? No, no. what's her nuts? Um, anyhow, the other chick. Um, and then when he started doing his thing, I was like, oh wow, that came to a screeching halt. There's a whiplash. And moment. you know, as far as talent, musical content, lyrical content, and quality of sound production and whoever wrote his his background music did you see what his sing the sashes said that his singers are wearing dre day dre day yeah, yeah. and it was weird. that was interesting i couldn't <laughs> i was caught up with the facts like well clearly compared to the other ones their music's trash that's why they all came out of cardboard boxes <laughs> but what i think is funny is it was an interesting stage though everybody's give off oh, me being the cynic, I'm watching them dance, and I'm like, there's somebody off stage left who's yelling, get the fuck off the hood of my Impala. Do you notice that? The one Impala down on the left, two different people are dancing on the hood. It's like, you're dinning. It, 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 it's the 60s. Better, it was the only Impala they were allowed to or, dance Yeah, that, maybe it was a prop. It was, you know, it didn't what, have an engine in it. Because there was only one that they were dancing on the hood on, and that was the one on the far left. Maybe it was a prop because... Every time I see, you know, you'll see videos where people are standing on hoods of cars or the roofs. I'm just like, you're dinner oh, the shit out of that. But back to the, the thing I found funny the following day is people are mad dogging 50 Cent for gaining weight. Because he used to be ripped and built, but he was ripped and built when he was in his late 20s and 30s. Like, yeah. The dude's late 40s, maybe, maybe early 50s. And yeah, he put on some weight, but he's still pretty stacked. But furthermore, he still could pick himself up and hang himself from that bar, nice and, and now, easy. And look. I'm seeing people. I saw um, a meme where he was hanging upside down in like a Chinese restaurant or some shit. And, and it's like, I would like to see the people, <laughs> the source of COVID. Well, not no, but they're kind of saying, oh, he's he gained weight. He must be hanging out and eating shitty food. But it's like, um, no, he's in a, he's he's our age. But not only that, if and for our age, he's still stacked it. But it's like I want to see the people who are making fun of him. How many of you guys who are who are making these memes, who are, who are talking shit, talking about how Fifty Cent got fat? How many pounds overweight are you? I mean, well, the guy can probably you... still out bench you and and probably has way more stamina. Can <laughs> probably spend more time on a treadmill than anybody who's talking about how much weight he's gained. Right. So I'm a fan of Dan Crenshaw, but he made a tweet, a post that I didn't quite agree with and it, it was it was nice to see the elder millennials get their time at the halftime show and i'm thinking all these guys are my age or older they're not elder millennials unless he's talking about kendrick lamar um you know it just is a little weird in my opinion maybe but, what he was saying was when those artists were popular that the elder millennials were early teens and that was the shit maybe they're listening to in middle school it could be because I was in high school when Eminem came out. Um, obviously, Doctor Dre's been a lot long. Doctor Dre's run a lot longer than that, but Fifty Cent came out and right Snoop around. And Eminem kind of brought Fifty Cent out, but um, it, but I, mean, I know the guy's missing an eye, I'm half blind in the other. But you know. who's that? Oh, Dan <laughs> Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Yeah, but 
Oh, yeah, I was watching. I was like, wow. When Kendrick Lamar came out, I was like, oh, well, yep. That's a reminder how shitty modern day hip hop is. And that's why we old fucks don't listen to it. But back to the, and back to the commercials. Well, real quick, back to the football game. The Bengals did what the Bengals do, and well, they lost. But it was well, they lost, but they actually played really well. Now there was a shitty call at the end with the holding, mm-hmm. but they actually benefited from a shitty call where a guy pretty much face masked old boy on the uh, Rams and then uh, took off. That you know? was that was some analysis I heard today. Well, it's like, well, if you want to really scream and cry about the the shitty holding call at the end, once you would have rolled back and pulled a penalty on the fact you just about decapitated a guy face masking that they didn't call a penalty on it would all been a wash so it would all yeah, came out but of you know what they were predicted to be skunked and they weren't yeah i'm glad they had a good showing i'm hoping they build on it i mean it's it's cincinnati i expect them to fuck up that's when i went into the game hey i hope it's gonna be your team's year i was like no nah, i expect them to fuck it up at any point in time and there you go. Two signs you know. that you know you're getting old. <clears throat> when you see a cop and you feel like they're children, and when you see the kicker and the quarterback for the Bengals, and you're like, is that dude in high school? <laughs> I mean, they're like, holy shit, I'm getting old. These, I mean, they look like they're 15. They look like babies. And, and same with cops. I'm seeing so many cops now. It's like, I haven't been pulled over in a while. I, I would have such a hard time having some baby face like, trying to push authority over on me respect my authority i mean you have to respect them but it's like yep you're definitely getting older now that athletes are one thing but like cops and people of authority and not like even some of these politicians like the coaches the fact that the coaches for the Bengals and the rams like in their 30s it's like yeah i remember seeing you know these old older well what we thought were older coaches because they looked old to us because we were younger but it's just that weird. It's amazing trans- how your perspective shifts as you get older. It's that weird, weird transition. Yes, it is. Do we not have a handle on our dairy and our food testing and all that stuff? Huh? Why are we still having weird outbreaks? Are we not testing our foods? What kind of outbreaks are we talking about? Right before the show started, I swiped left, not on... Uh, not on the dating <laughs> app, but on my phone, because I Android, if you swipe far left, they give you news feeds from when they listen to you. Um, this one, I guess, may because the, the name Florida's in the headlines. Ice cream recall in Florida, other states due to possible listeria co- uh, contamination. Uh, Dateline New York, WWTI. Ice cream products that were sold in multiple states, including Florida, have been recalled due to potential listeria contaminations. I'm not sure what listeria is. I remember, I think the last time we had this outbreak, wasn't it like in broccoli or some shit? According to the United States Food and Drug Administration, the Royal Ice Cream Company, Inc., has has expanded its recall to include all products manufactured in facilities in question. All affected products will have the manufacturing plant numbers of CT-121 or CT-Pound-121. The affected ice creams were distributed in retail stores in Florida, New York, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, Louisiana, Texas, and New Hampshire. The affected brands of the that were manufactured at this company includes... Now, this is a nice little peek behind the curtain. And you and I know this about sunglasses, right? Oh man, I gotta get these costas, man. They're one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. They got the best lenses, the best frames. Oh, I gotta get Arnett's. I gotta get Oakleys. When most of them are manufactured by one of two plants. Yeah, but the materials are gonna be used is different between the good and the bad. Sure, to an extent, but no, a lot of it is. No, bra- it's true. <laughs> a lot of it is brand name, though. Yeah, I mean, if you if you wear a pair of jankies and a pair of Oakleys, you could definitely see your vision's clearer. It's not distorted, sure, et cetera, et cetera, and it fits better. But all these ice cream brands are produced in the same manufacturing facility. Batch brand pints of all flavors. Not familiar with them. Royal ice cream brand half gallon pints, cakes in all specialties. Ronnie Brook sounds a lot close to Donnie Brook. Ronnie Brook ice creams of all flavors. New Orleans ice cream flavors. A lot of these must be regional places. Maple Valley ice cream of all flavors. Art creams. Sweet scoops yogurts. Uh, this one is clearly Italian. Gelato uh, fiasco. Fiasco? 
Biggie Iggy's ice cream sandwiches, Munson chips. Gotta get myself some Biggie Iggy. I like Munson chips. That reminds me of um, oh, what was the oh, Woody Harrelson movie, the bowling movie? Oh, Kingpin. Yeah, I'd rather be Munsoned out here than. <laughs> so the Munson chip, the Giffords ice cream sandwiches, Chewy Louie ice cream. So we went from Biggie Iggy to Chewy Louie's ice cream. Uh, Snow Witch ice cream and Newport Creamery, crazy vanilla, Van and Chalk, Van and Chalk HG only. Uh, the recalls were initiated by the Royal Ice Cream after the FDA sampling revealed the presence of Listeria. So, what's interesting is I've never heard of any of those brands. No, me neither. Now it feels like a Blue Bunny. Then you say, okay, clearly that's Walmart or so, a Blue Bell. So are these like one of these like almost brands that are still like in your Audis and your Piggly Wigglies and your lesser known chains? Maybe your uh, Dollar General. Maybe they're like boutique ice creams that's all produced in the same place. I mean, a lot of, with the exception of, I mean, they didn't throw Chewy out Louie. They didn't throw out handles. Yeah, with the exception <laughs> of Chewy Louie, Gifford's ice cream, and Biggie Iggy's, a lot of these are just generic ass. Like you could almost see the. The white ice cream that just says ice cream on the front of the box. Art cream, white box, black You're font. You're going to get big art cream and I'm mad at you now. No illnesses have been reported related to the effect of Royal Ice Your Cream products. Those who have uh, purchased any of the recalled products are urged to return them a place of purchase for a full refund. Well, you know what's interesting about these food recalls? And it actually leads into the, the something you triggered, something I wanted to bring up. Mm -hmm. Um is that by the time the recall goes out, the food's already been consumed, usually by weeks previous. Yeah, and it's like, it's so like crap it the fact that you? they've already, and it's like I opened this up saying, well, don't we test our food? Well, the FDA had tested the plant, but after the shit had already been sent out, a little too late, maybe, quite possibly. Absolutely. Well, check this out. There's a local restaurant here in Vegas where uh, the police are investigating reports of adulterated food at a local Ooh. Thai restaurant. Now, you may be into this one. Okay. I don't know. I know your former co-host would. Adulterated. Adulterated. So detectives with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, or Metro as we call it, are investigating allegations that a local restaurant has served adulterated food. What exactly is an adulterated department. food? Is well, you're about to find out. So Metro said it received multiple reports that a restaurant in the 5700 block of Centennial Center Boulevard served tainted food. Hmm, what could it be tainted, oh, tainted with? Food. Multiple people have contacted, uh, this is through uh, <clears throat> KNTV 13, Action News, over the weekend to report that they experienced hallucinations and other adverse Sweet. effects after eating at Secrets of Siam. I think we know what the secret is, a Thai restaurant located in Centennial Center. So what they're saying is this lady, she showed up, and they, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. She's feeling dizzy. She's kind of fainting. She said, well, can you run a drug test? They said, we don't have to. Your system's loaded with THC. So somebody was spiking the food with weed. But for what? reason because that shit's so expensive i see that's the thing i always... that's what i thought too but the other thing i thought is they automatically tested her for thc without her knowledge <laughs> and then they didn't bring it up and maybe make a correlation yeah because it's like i used to think about that back in the days like oh peer pressure peer pressure you know the whole dare pro program was founded on it and they would show this these commercials back in the 90s and the 80s where you know little timmy's trying to be cool and all the other kids around and take it take it you gotta take it, gotta take it, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It's like, drugs are expensive. Exactly. I've never known anybody who got pissed off, personally insulted or angry that you didn't want to consume their expensive narcotics, thus meaning there's less for them, the ones who paid for it. So it's like, the, when you hear these stories about people spiking stuff with drugs, it's like, didn't that shit cost money? I think the, I think some cook left his jar of bud right next to some spices, and, and somebody got confused. But this lady said she was terrified. She thought she was going to die. Lightweight. She, <laughs> she said that she picked up the order from Secret of Siam on Friday, and about 40 minutes after eating her... To go curry, she said something wasn't right. I started to feeling really, really heavy and disoriented. I started feeling like I was going to pass out. And my heart was racing. Uh, Vanden Coy had a had a has a serious heart condition, so her husband, uh, you know, already. So her husband rushed her to the emergency room. She said the doctor feared she's having a stroke. 
But here's the thing. So she, so she ended up there for 24 hours getting CT scans, MRIs, getting ultrasounds of, sounds of her carotid artery and an echogram. But after reading posts on social media sites that accounted similar things happening uh, from that restaurant, she, who's not a drug user, questioned her doctor. She said, hey, will you test me for drugs? Because I think I know what's happened. And, she, and he said, we don't need to. When you came in, you had high levels of THC. So my question is, is are they already testing for that? Maybe when they did their blood draw, they just did a full panel on it. Must have. but uh, um, Well, and it would have to have been... Do you think maybe it was some? Obviously, someone spiked it. Okay, well, let's just rule that out. But I can't see someone back there because when I worked at K Rock, we gave away some of those magic butter machines, mm-hmm. and uh, I know some people who used them. And in order to create that butter, it takes an inordinate amount of ingredients. If you know what I mean. Yep. And so, for that many people to get that effed up. If you were to use the natural ingredients, know what I mean? It would have taken so much that the entire restaurant would have smelt of it, right? Well, here's the deal. So I'm speculating maybe somebody, as a joke, as a goof, as a spitefulness, did straight vape juice version of it. Or they just picked up the oil from somewhere, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, they they didn't use the, uh, the fresh ingredients. They had to somebody, somebody went to a dispensary and got some stuff. Yeah, that had to have been the oil or the vape concentrate equivalent of it because the amount of flour I would have taken, the whole place would have smelled like it when they were boiling it down into the food. Yeah, I'm sure it was already pre-produced. And it almost makes me think a TikTok video is going to pop up somewhere and somebody's like, yeah, I'm going to play a joke. Yeah, and then you're going to get the arrested for... Uh, and, and now that's going to be the newest people. trend amongst restaurant workers, right? An expensive one. Woman's Blaming Men to Women, episode 15. Oh, None of the first wrong one. button. Damn it. I found a funny I found a funny one today, but anyhow, well, I'm also getting into that since I kind of started giving that away. We ain't done one of these in a while. I think I've seen her. And now before. for the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. Woman's Blaming Men to Women, episode 15. Men are the first ones to say, I got it taken care of, before they have even mildly begun to figure it out. But rest assured, they will figure it out. Now, we all occasionally fly by the seat of our own pants. Men are pilots, absolute aerospace engineers of by the seat of their pants flying. You know how often a man will pull into his driveway just in time for his wife to text, hey, did you pick up that rock salt? And he'll go, yep, as he's pulling back out to go get that rock salt. Is he lying? Yeah, but that's all because your peace of mind is the most important part of the plan. The plan that he does not have, but also totally has. And that tends to frustrate us as women because we tend to be way more type A than men, and we like to have things a little bit more planned out. But people confuse men's not having a plan with not being prepared. And those are two different things. Ironically, the way men do prepare is by preparing for nothing to go according to plan. You know, the one thing us women don't plan for. So you'll notice that when we are getting frustrated because nothing's going according to plan, he's taking it like a champion because he never planned for anything to go right in the first place. Therefore, it's all going according to plan. Why is it actually kind of annoying how men have not figuring things out all figured out? And this has been the What's in Your Head podcast TikTok lesson of the week. So I am guilty mm-hmm. of, uh, hey, you need to stop here on the way home, and I'll start talking to mom or somebody on the phone, and I'll pull into the house. I'm <laughs> so, like, ah, oh, fuck. They usually <laughs> and have, have to backtrack. That usually happens when I'm talking to you because your body basically goes in autopilot. Exactly, 100%, which is something our our grandfather used to do when he'd start talking in the car. We'd just sail right past Ryle Road. <laughs> you know, he, he did that a few times. I'm like, yeah, that's where we get it from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it is a male thing all, all in all because uh, we do. We go into autopilot when we start blabbing on the phone, which maybe means we should be paying more attention to the road anyway. Absolutely. Um, what's up, everybody jumping into the uh, Facebook? Yeah, it's definitely look at been that. a while. Had six. Do, 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 I guess do, it was do. the OG6 after all. <laughs> so, uh, Mike, <laughs> I was on my way home and Mike called me because he got a new truck. Yeah. And he wants to put his kayak in it instead of putting it on the top of his old car. He's like, hey, man, let's go fishing. I'm like, hey, man, it's 18 mile an hour winds. 
He's like, so so we went out fishing. Right we be paddling against it at some point too. Yeah, right before the show. I only caught like three. He caught like four, but it was it was a good time all around. Um, but yeah, so we went out um, fishing before the show, and he's in here now. And so shout out to Mike. Um, we talked about the truckers last week. We talked about how GoFundMe was going to hold their money back, and then Florida threatened to hit them with a fraud investigation. And yeah, so they, but then uh, they Trudeau qu- doubled down. They quickly turned around, and then Trudeau doubled down. And apparently, that when people started going to GoFundMe and they threatened to hold their money, everybody went over to a new crowdsourcing site. I don't know how new it is. One I've never heard of called Give, Send, Go. Have you, are you familiar with this one? Nope. Well, apparently... When people got word that GoFundMe was going to hold the money instead of paying it out to the truckers or they were going to donate it to a charity of their own choice, um, people start going to this send and go. Well, guess what? TD Bank freezes $1.1 million donated to the Freedom Convoy supporters to crowdfunding site, but give and go, I'm sorry, give, send, go CEO says he will defy Canadian court orders to stop distributing the funds to protesters. The Canadian bank has, well, my entire Microsoft Word document just went blank. Oh, there it came back. The Canadian bank has frozen $1.1 million in donations to the Freedom Convoy protesters through crowdfunding platforms as an anti-mandate movement drags into the third week. A Toronto domain bank, i.e. TD Bank, made the move after the Ontario Supreme Court of Justice issued an order barring the dispersal of convoy donations made through Give, Send, Go, which has raised more than $9.2 million. So I guess out of that $9.2, $1.1 ended up in the, into one of their bank accounts. Power button. So I had to start recording on Audition. For those of you listening at home, welcome back. We just had a snafu. I'm not going to go back and edit that later. But anyhow, back to the story. Uh, TD has asked, um, sorry, Toronto-based bank has made a move after Ontario Supreme Court justice issued an order barring the dispersal of convoy donations made through Gifts and Go, which has raised more than $9.2 million for convoys for convoy support, convoy, convoy supporters. The TD has asked the court to accept the funds, which were raised through crowdfunding and deposited into personal accounts at TD. So out of the $9.2 million, I guess one point. One million landed up in bank accounts at the Toronto Dominion Bank, who then put a freeze on it. Well, what's amazing is Trudeau is one is threatening to freeze the bank accounts of any trucker. Yeah, it's insane. I know they're already Fuck. they're already moving trucks. It's, That's why we got guns. It's just like at what That's point why we got freedoms in the Constitution of the United States. But at what point do you just let your ego go, right? Because this is, this is an ego pissing contest at this well, point. Absolutely. I mean, you got the CDC, which isn't a government body, finally coming around saying, hey, masks don't do anything. This is kind of dumb. And just Trudeau just doesn't care. And today I heard that he has pulled the trigger to use some backdoor loophole policy that the Canadian government has. The emergency declaration. Yeah, so now he can, he basically, if he pulls the trigger on this thing, he has end-all, be-all power, which I think was probably meant to be used during wartime, not something like this. And so it's just, it it's scary. And this kind of goes to what I've said in the past. We were talking about cryptocurrency at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, cryptocurrency is the way of the future because it's not regulated by government yet. Or, or, or the big banking industry. Will be, but not yet. Yeah, just give it time. But, and we're all kind of forced into this. None of us have cash because everything's direct deposit. Everything goes through, you know, your apps, yada, yada, yada. The only reason I have cash on me today, for some reason, both of the slots of the ATMs at Bank of America were covered up with cardboard so you could not deposit cash into the ATM. But I got to remind myself sometimes, and maybe... I need to start focusing more on cash spending. I've got fruit flying here, striving nuts. Cash spending and less on relying on technology because, perfect example, let's say in the utopia of the future that all the young cats want, we get rid of paper currency. Everything's digital. Everything's debit card, cryptocurrency, Venmo, whatever. 
Okay, well, you live in a place like Canada. We got a borderline dictator running things. I don't agree with your policy or China with their social credit score, right? It's easier to shut you down. Don't like what you're saying on TikTok. Don't like what you're saying on Facebook or the app of the future. We're going to freeze your accounts. And since we've gotten rid of paper currency altogether, you don't have a choice. Got you by the balls. All more reason that we need to keep paper currency. Kind of like how I say on the What's the Scuttlebutt podcast. Look. You guys want digital books? Have at it. Digital fiction books all day long. We need to keep our history books in paper format. Why? Because it's way too easy to go into a digital copy and delete some shit that the government or the people in power at that particular time doesn't like. Whereas you can't go to every house, pull out books, and start tearing pages out of it. Yep, PDFs aren't safe. You can edit them too. Yep. Everything can be ripped up and reformatted. Yeah, it's just like we brought up before, you brought up before, you know, hey, you know, gold, the regular currency is no good, so we'll sell you this cryptocurrency for real mm-hmm. currency. We'll send you this, sell you this NFT for real currency. We'll sell you this gold, because it's going to be worth so much more for legitimate All my soundboards closed out. My computer would have rebooted, but it hit cancel, but not before my soundboards closed out. I would play that commercial you're talking about. And I need the soundboards for the next thing. So, but yeah, it's, I always hear, when I hear those, I always laugh. It's like, paper currency is garbage. There's going to be no value. All the value in the future is going to be in silver and gold. That's why we want to trade you our valuable silver and gold for your worthless paper currency. (laughs) It's like, well, how worthless is it going to be that you, the holder of all the valuable shit, want to trade it for my worthless shit? Hey, wait a second here. Hmm. Something's not adding up. Yep, a little, little weird, don't you think? Yep. Hey, did you send, see that picture I sent you of the streetlight? Yes, uh, hold on. Uh, nope. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> Even Splashtop disconnected from the other computer. I actually have it set up so we can all view it in its glory. Hold on, I'm trying to play catch up, but go ahead and start explaining your photo and I'll pull it up here so, momentarily. So this photo is a nice brand new LED street light. It's That's LED brand new. It don't look brand new to me. Oh, it is brand new. Brand spanking. But uh, out out here, you can uh, call in what they call light trespass. There it is right here for everybody to see. Now, did you put that duct tape that. screen on it? got like nope. some homemade duct tape visor on it yeah, that's exactly it that right there folks is the work of clark county nevada so is that was that their solution to keep their light off your property well i'm hoping it's only temporary right now because there is a supply chain issue and i had so we have this thing it's called fix it clark county you go on there you could get a light uh, trespass some guy and i know people are like well why don't you want don't you want the security of the light shining in your yard well, when it was high-pressure sodium and it was kind of a yellowy, pinkish light, it matched or was close to the, the lighting I have in the backyard for ambiance. And also, it wasn't as um, nuisance when I'm using the hot tub. When they put that thing in, I got this bright white LED shining down into my hot tub and backyard and just kind of kind of throws off the ambiance. And yes, ambiance is important in a backyard. Though I got a, a road right next to me with loud exhaust. So I had called in and I, or I put in a post and, you know, hey, light trespass, can you take care of this? It's been, it was two months. You could see it moving up the chain, all these, and then all of a sudden it went quiet for two months. And then I posted again, hey, what's the status of this? And I got a response that says, hey, we're, we're handling uh, 60,000 streetlights in the Vegas Valley. And? All the new construction. We'll get there when we can. And then a week later, this, this went up. Somebody showed up at work, got an email. Went out to the warehouse, went to the uh, cardboard box dumpster, and and then went over to the pile of street lamps that they haven't put up yet, got out the old taperoo and measured the width, and then said, okay, I think about eight inches down should be good enough. And it does a fair job. I, I, it, it, it performs well, but it's one not UL listed, and their inspectors would bust any electrical contractor for trying to pull that shit off on private property. And two, well, we're a little sunny out here mm-hmm. and a lot windy. Mm-hmm. So I expect that tape to get eaten up quite quickly and that thing to last six months. Well, Again, I, was... I think I'm hoping it's just a template that they're going to, hey, he hasn't complained. We're going to go ahead and, and, and fabricate. I'm going to give it a month. 
And then I'm going to send the picture to that and say, hey, please tell me that this is only temporary. Well, I'm sure it's not a UL listed assembly. I, I was going to say, it, keep it, would, it classy. It would have to hold up, and it would have to hold up better in Vegas than that would in Florida in the summertime. I don't know if this is the advertisement or no, not. Why would hold you on. say that? It's 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Unemployment's at an all-time high. There's riots and looting in the street. Properties being burnt down. Cars being destroyed. You don't know if you're going to be able to pay your rent, your car payment. Concerned how you're going to take care of your family? Where can you get some money? That's where we come in over at Import Export Steve's Semi-Precious Metal Extraction Company. That's right. You may not be aware, but you are surrounded by semi-precious metals. So in this time of strife, when you're worried about paying your bills, give us a call and we will come out and extract your semi-precious metals for 40 cents on the dollar. Unable to make your mortgage? About ready to move out? Leave it all behind? First, give us a call and allow us to come send our experts over to extract all that precious copper from your walls. We will give you 40 cents a dollar in a market rate. Simply give Import-Export Steve's Semi-Precious Metal Extraction Group a call at 239-232-4419. Can't make that card payment? About to have it repossessed? Simply give Import-Export Steve's Semi-Precious Metal Extraction Group a call at 239-232-4419. And we will come extract that semi-precious metal out of that catalytic converter for 40 cents on the dollar of the current market value. Simply give Import-Export Steve's Semi-Precious Metal Extraction Group a call at 239-232-4419. Nope, that wasn't the one I thought it was. We haven't heard so that in a while. So why would you think that would hold up better here than there? Just because of the dry heat. It's a dry heat. Nope. We get the most solar radiation in the United States. Really? And Yes, we do. The Southwest does. I'm actually looking at uh, from the World Resources Institute a map. But yeah, I mean, well, one, we have less cloud cover. Mm-hmm. And two, I mean, desert's a desert, man. <laughs> that You can't escape that sun. I've seen uh, PVC pipe will start turning brown within a year. Really? Just from being baked in the sun out here. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's bad. Um, paints fade real quick. That's why I like to park in the garage. Yeah, clear coats don't last very long out there. No, they don't. You'll see uh, cars, you know, 10 years old that looks like they're 30. It's in, it's insane. That's but, um, the green, Mark. Yeah, what so needless to say, I, I, you know, they're keeping it classy with that. But speaking of classy, we did uh, take a drive out to Rhyolite Ghost Town. How was that? I saw your That photos. was fucking cool. So, you know, you look at most ghost towns, and they're really kind of small main street. Mm-hmm. This ghost town was probably one of the biggest in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, the population reached about 12,000, and it was on several acres. Most of the buildings are gone because in true uh, mining town fashion, a lot of buildings are made with wood and canvas, but they did have a lot more actual stone and stone structures built than most others and there's one uh, picture i had that the old bank that was three stories tall there was uh an area that was what they called the red light district the heat is making me as wet as the thundershowers <laughs> and then um it, no it was it was really cool took the doggy out you know uh it was about 120 miles from here so it was an all-day affair we went out there we we walked around, checked out the sites, uh, went to this interesting open-air free museum that has these ghost figures that um, I was saw those are pretty cool. Then they had the uh, Lady of the Desert on her knees, which is a sculpture of a naked lady, including Bush, <laughs> created from cinder block. Hmm. But anybody who was into that, what's that, Fortnite? Yeah. What, what video game? That's what it made me think of is, oh, this the kids would love this. I didn't, not that they should. Man, it's, young kids, they would love this. Young I mean, it kids. even had a butt on it. Yeah, uh, and, you know, we got to check it out. And we went to the cemetery that was there. <laughs> and it, what's interesting is the re- most recent burial was in 91. Wow. So uh, that ghost town pretty much shut down in the early 1900s. It was still kind of, you know, going along because there's, you know, 12,000 people there at some point in time. World War II is what killed it, though. Yeah, I can imagine. So uh, it was a gold mining town. Really, really, really interesting. And there's several movies that that thing's actually been in. 
for in the in the past. Um, well, that's pretty much probably what it's all used for basically nowadays. It's just uh, back mainly a, a tourist attraction. Yep. Here's today's meaningless headlines from social media. The internet reacts both positively and negatively to Traisha Paeta's recently announcement of being pregnant. The internet is rallying around Kim Kardashian and showing her her support after Kanye West's recent slew of Instagram posts asking her to come back and talking negatively about Pete Davidson. Oh, poor Pete. Nothing says Happy Valentine's Day quite like a breakup. Yep, Kanye West and Julia Fox have officially gone their separate ways after less than two months of dating. We all agree that the last night's Super Bowl halftime show was an iconic, but the thing that people are disagreeing about is whether or not the show was garnered towards Generation X and or Millennials. And that has been the meaningless headlines that no one cares about for this week. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to announce some of the things that that was in. Have you ever seen the movie The Island? Uh, yes, the old, yes, it... um, the old uh, The Island. That's the one with um... Scarlett Johansson, Ewan McGregor, Steve Buscemi. No, I was thinking of The Island with um, what's his dick from Titanic? Nope. Not How many then. island this movies a... were there? Yep, the Cherry Two Thousand, Six String Samurai. Cannibal Corpse Killers, Delusion, mm-hmm. Ultraviolet Bone, Dry Psych, a Stephen Wright special. Kind of oh, interesting. Yeah? Rough Riders Roundup, uh, Wanderers of Wasteland, a lot of a lot of B flicks for sure. sure. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of kind of interesting. You ready but, for? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, ready for the news. Sure. Yeah, I'm still trying to find that damn commercial. Joining us now from the Digital <laughs> 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how are you doing tonight? I am doing good, but maybe not as good as ice fishermen or wannabe ice <laughs> fishermen around the Cleveland area. Good old Ohio. Yep. Good old Ohio politician. Yep. Ohio mayor is concerned that ice shanties could lead to prostitution. prostitution. Hudson, Ohio, the mayor of the upscale city, there's an upscale city outside of Cleveland, is making headlines again for a remark at a recent city council meeting that allowing ice fishing shanties on the city lake could lead to prostitution. Did you hear the actual Uh, clip? I did not. It's hilarious. Keep going. I'll, I'll find it. Hudson Mayor Greg Schubert, Schubert, I'm sorry. Ah, fuck. We'll call him Schubert. Hold on. This just in. That's just just this in. It's up to ice fishing. Yeah. While well, on the surface it sounds good. Sure do. You know what happens next year? Does someone come back and say, I want an ice shanty? Oh, yeah. On Hudson Springs Park for X amount of time? Yeah. And if you then allow ice fishing with shanties... Catch more fish. Then that leads to another problem. <sighs> Walleye depletion. Prostitution. Huh? And you've got the police chief and the police department involved. Is that from TikTok? Well, the 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 response is that you heard, that that guy from Wisconsin. Well, the response you heard was somebody sitting in front of his TV playing the the feed. But yes, that mayor went all over TikTok for as you heard him say. The problem with ice fishing is first year they go out and they ice fish and catch a few fish, and the next year they want to bring out an ice shanty, and then bigger problems ensue, uh, such as prostitution. So this is like the world's worst slippery slope guy. Well, that guy has recently stepped down, but go ahead and finish your story. Yeah, so well, you pretty much said it all <laughs> in that in that clip, which is great. He actually uh, embarrassed the city so bad that he had to resign for being so stupid. That's a hell of a leap to make. Yeah. I mean, how many people He ever... clearly does not like ice fishing. Clearly not. I like the guys like, yeah, well, and that leads to all oh, walleye depletion. All right, show me on the stall where ice fishing touched you. Uh, it's just people are weird, man. People are extremely strange. Um, people are strange. You ever watch uh, game shows and you see where they win a trip to and you wonder if they got, it's either a short trip or somewhere you already live? <clears throat> Pardon me. Boston. Boston. Your dog from Boston. Where are you, Bebop? A Massachusetts contestant on The Price is Right was hoping to win (laughs) 
a getaway to some tropical locale. Hell yeah. Or fancy, you know, some somewhere warm, somewhere memorable. Mm-hmm. During her recent appearance on the game show, instead, she won a trip to the neighboring New Hampshire. <laughs> Sucker. Catherine Graham had already won a fire pit and a love Sweet. seat when she was picked on picked to go on stage to play side by side with host Drew Carey. And you know he's laughing about this one. Mm-hmm. Then she found out she'd be playing for a trip to New Hampshire, which is located just across the border from Massachusetts, where she lives. And she did win by correctly guessing the value of the prize. <laughs> but she was hoping for something a bit more exotic than going to the Live Free or Die state. Now, does, she's already visited a million times. Does the game show got to like come out and prove that that was the prize before she was picked? I'm not real sure about the side by side. I'm I'm wondering if it's No, she learned that she's playing for the trip before she started playing for the trip. But you're not going to back out. You're on TV, right? Yeah, no, I'm just wondering if they said, "Okay, the next person's up from Baston, let's give them the New Hampshire as the prize if she wins so we don't have to pay for plane tickets. Or if there was basically that was going to be the, the prize of the day regardless. I think it was the prize of the day regardless. I believe that the uh, stars are lined up in a crappy way for her. Because if it wasn't for bad luck, she'd have none at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an overused phrase growing up. Uh, Lord, I'm still looking for that stupid commercial, but I still can't find it. My... my Directories are a hot mess. <laughs> Everything's ahead. a hot mess, huh? Well, I just I have so much shit in here. I, well, first and foremost, this computer has four hard drives in it. But second of all, like just everything, nothing's like. I need like, like a um, intern like, to organize all this shit into. Like, why does it gotta be a? Why Florida. Does it be a tongue twister. Miami well, Beach. Mm-hmm. Evidently, there was an apparent typo. Miami bitch. That was sending motorists in South Florida seeking to resolve their traffic citations to a website selling 2024 merchandise for former Donald Trump, according to opinions. <laughs> yeah, according to officials. Miami Beach has been handing out erroneous, fly- erroneous flyers until last week, according to police spokesperson Ernesto Rodriguez. Ooh, found it. I did not know how long they had been in circulation. However, we are aware of the typographical error now, which has got to be a major error. Um, and we put out a notice to our officers to discontinue using them. So these are the ones that the cops have where they say, here you go. This is where you need to go to pay it. That's not an error. That's a disgruntled employee at the print shop. I don't get paid enough for this shit. Fuck this place. Kind of the guy that was spiking the, you're uh, cool, you're cool, the Thai you're food, cool, right? You're a dick. Fuck you. I'm out. Uh, he typed that up on his last day, probably printed up 83,000 notepads, and then left. Yeah, the flyer explained how to resolve minor traffic tickets online by visiting the Miami-Dade County Clerk of Courts website. The problem was the web address was uh, printed, and the flyer left out a hyphen. We know about hyphens, don't we? Yeah, we do. People don't know what they are. Prompting drivers to visit the wrong website. Now, my question is, if it was a hype of an error, then what is the actual website? They don't give you the website? selling this shit. No, they, they don't. Because I'd like to do a better who is lookup to see who owns that. Chances Without are the, the, hyphen, the guy the who owns retru- it is the same guy who quit the print shop. I can't fucking see it. Without the hyphen, the address redirects to a website that sells Trump 2024 hats and flags, as well as DVDs exploring the possibility of a one-world centralized government without Trump in the White House. Good evening. My name is Donovan 410, and I see the world in crisis. We have governments that are billions of dollars in debt. We have hyperinflation. We have protests. We have riots. We have infrastructure falling apart. We have cyber attacks almost daily on our world's needs. And that's why I want to talk to you about something important, and that is your family's future. When it comes time to protect your family, are you going to rely on worthless paper currency? Of course not. Instead, you're going to call the Digital 410 Reserve, and we're going to sell to you our super valuable silver and gold in exchange for that worthless paper currency. So in the future, when the civilization's falling down and people are struggling to survive, do you think they're going to want to exchange goods and services for your worthless paper currency? Or do you want to have the security of silver and gold? That's right, you want silver and gold. 
So give us a call right now and we will happily sell you our valuable silver and gold in exchange for your worthless paper currency. Do it now. There's no time to delay. Call the Digital 410 Reserve right now at 239-299-3896. We will happily exchange our valuable silver and gold for your worthless currency based on market price. I would love to know who gets those phone calls because I used to put those phone numbers in these ads back when we had a hold on those phone numbers. And then like the debit card they went to got lost or stolen. So I had to get a new one. And so I haven't updated it. So when I used to pay for that phone number through text, now they've released that number. So go ahead and give that number a call. I don't know who it belongs to anymore, but sure the fuck ain't us. Uh, make oh, sure you ask for letting the... things go that don't used to belong to you, but never now doesn't. Remember the days when in school we would go outside in the class and we'd have these hot air, these helium balloons with little notes tied. Well, to I mean, them. when we used to mass, mass litter, the, the mass planet. perform environmental rape by elementary yeah. schools across the nation. Absolutely. <laughs> for you young cats. And, you, and, you, you, and like maybe one person will get a response out of the whole group so for you young cats joining in, in West Virginia. for those of you who love the environment join in you wonder why gen xers are so horrible fucks when we were young elementary schools across the nation came up with this fun game the entire school would get together on one day and as gordon said get helium balloons and then attached to said helium blue is a um a lot of times you cut them out as make work in class. Other times it's simply a flashcard with the school's address on it and your name. Put a hole punch on it. And you'd all go out into the field and release them into the sky. And the, the whole thing was is whichever student's balloon traveled the furthest and the person found it and put the return address on it and mailed it back, that student would win like a $3 Chotsky prize from that was found in the dumpster behind a local Chuck E. Cheese. And as a kid, I thought it was cool. We all hey, did. where can it go? Oh, we're all looking Well, up. there's a new version of this out of Rye, New Hampshire. A small boat launched in October of 2020 by some New Hampshire middle school, middle school students and containing photos, fall leaves, acorns, and state quarters have been found 462 days later by a sixth grader in the country of Norway. And all the rest of them have been found in every goddamn canal, river system, and estuary between here and there. Fortunately, they're smart enough to have one boat. Okay. This was a six-foot-long boat named the Rye, I'm sorry, the Rye Riptides, decorated with artwork from the kids and equipped with a tracking device that went silent for parts of the journey. How much did that tracking device cost? And found uh, well, February the 1st. And they called it a tracking device, but it was actually a $29 Apple AirTag. And that's why it lost signal out in the middle of the ocean because the cell phone tower that it uses dropped out. I guarantee it was a $29 AirTag. Yeah, it, it found February 1st in Samola, a, smile, a, smile, a small island near Drains, Norway. Or is that Drains with a Y? Uh, the Portsmouth Herald reported the hull, it had lost its hull and keel on the 8,300-mile journey and was covered uh, in gooseneck barnacles. Ugh, barnacles. But the deck of the, and the cargo hold were still intact. The student who found it took the boat to his school, and he and his classmates eagerly opened it last week. The school in Norway plans to call... Plans they call with the Ryle Junior High students soon. So that's that's kind of cool. Hold know? on, I, I gotta research. I gotta. I, gotta I mean, at least it didn't end up in the garbage patch in the Pacific, but you know. Hold on, I gotta research something real quick. I gotta uh, Greta Thornburg. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Where is she from again? Oh, she's from Sweden. Eh, next door. Yep. I would They're just, all of Viking descent. Though. I would just love to if that would have showed up and it brought to her high school. <laughs> she's so and a final disturbing story that's kind of been playing along. And now, came in a, breaking news. We were having good hopes today, but it may be all for naught because as of an hour and a half ago, the U.S. hasn't verified Russian pullback of troops near Ukraine. Moscow, Russian... President Vladimir Putin said Tuesday How that he's welcome. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Oh, damn it. Yeah, I want to say he's an asshole, sir. Yes, Vladimir Putin is a. He's an asshole, sir. Asshole, major asshole. Yep. 
that he welcomed the security dialogue with the West and his military reported pulling back some of its troops. Hey, wait, hey, you two? I need you to kind of go over there. We, we moved them back 20 yards. Yeah. But U.S. President Joe Biden said the U.S. has not lost, has not verified Russia's claims uh, that the invasion was still a distinct possibility. Can we change his title to U.S. Grandfather or U.S. Pappy, something like that? I thought popcorn was fine. Was it popcorn? Pop, no, corn pop. Corn pop was the bully who gave him a hard time back in the day. Ah. Well, he was the neighbor. Corn pop was the neighborhood bully, I think. And his but whole story he is he took to corn pop out behind him. Make the... it his. He would go by that rhetoric. Himself, yeah. Or that name himself. Well, I think corn pop's the guy. So needless to say, we still got some bullshit going on over there. Bullshit. Uh, the they are saying is still open, but let there be no doubt. Russia commits. If Russia commits this breach by invading Ukraine, responsible nations around the world will not hesitate to respond. The question is, is what kind of response? I mean, when you send 3,000 um, airborne troops over there, in addition to the 1,400 that's there now. Yeah, it makes no sense. I always me. thought they were more of a frontline tip of the spear. Yeah, they're a spear. They're deployed behind the lines, capture a, uh, a position, hold it until the infantry comes up, takes over. They are not a static. At least they didn't used to be a static police unit. Yeah, yeah. They're they're saying that they are a defense for defensive measures, but a offense. I guess you're going on defense. Low system resources say, may affect audible audio quality. Must be why you're breaking up. Oh, what's my, that? The other computer saying low system resources. How a computer that's doing nothing but running OBS and Zoom has low system resources. Um, your audio is breaking up. So that's your last news story anyhow, right? That's it. This concludes the evening news. And now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. Gordon, thank you very much. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the What's in Your Head podcast. Thank you guys, each and every one of you, for joining us. And if you haven't done so, please like and subscribe and share us with your friends on YouTube. And head over to whatsinyourhead.com or d-410.com. Click on that Patreon link. Sign up. It's only $1.50 a month. And if you really like us, you can do the $7.50 a month plan, which will get you a free T-shirt after week two. But I want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out with us and joining us for another episode. And don't forget, you can download us wherever fine podcasts are found, such as Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Music, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. But on the behalf of Gordon and myself, we will talk to you all next week. Don't forget the hyphen. This has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>